Hi folks, Nathan Pierce here with Family Protection Ministries. I am very excited to give you the latest update on things here in Sacramento. Uh, if you missed last week, we had some great news about uh, some, some, some surprise vetoes from Governor Newsom on uh, some, some important legislation we tracked throughout the year. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely go back and, and take a look at it. But uh, today we have some new topics. I'm going to be briefly mentioning uh, the annex project at the state capitol building. Um, we're going to talk about some dates, uh, some uh, philosophical issues behind uh, the role of FPM and the work that we do here in the state capitol building and what it is that we do defend. And then uh, I'll be talking a little bit about some upcoming events. In the middle of that, we'll be talking a little bit about public versus uh, Christian versus non-Christian education and how that fits into the picture here in California. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it. Thanks. Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce. And thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on the front line. All right, we're going to talk about uh, the Annex Project first real quick. Um, this is the remodel project that is happening right outside the Capitol building in Sacramento, uh, the back back of the building as I refer to it or the the new building uh, which was attached to the uh, old original state capitol building um, that has been or is being deconstructed being all torn down and they're going to rebuild a new building there uh, at least that's the plan uh, it's supposed to cost I don't know somewhere in the in the high 500 600 million dollar range up to a billion dollars somewhere like that um, lots of money to rebuild. Uh, th that's where the offices of the California state legislators uh, were until recently. Uh, right now they are housed, their offices are housed across the street in another building. Um, it's called the Swing Space because it's supposedly temporary. It's a capital um, a legislative uh, and staff office building. And it's a really nice building. It's, uh, it's massive. I'm sure it was extremely expensive but that's where uh, we have done we did capital day there last year uh, that's where I deliver letters to, and have meetings with legislators and their staff and then um, and there are some hearing rooms there as well there are also still hearing rooms in the capitol building in the old portion of the building that they're not remodeling right now and that building um, it was restored back in the 70s and 80s uh, it's a very beautiful building. You can still go on tours there. The tours there are very excellent. And um, I would encourage you to do that. We do provide tours at Capital Day. So another um, shout out to Capital Day if you haven't checked that out. Um, have you, if you haven't been to Capital Day, you're, you're missing out really. Um, you, it's a great opportunity for your family to come learn about the California legislature, how the legislative process works in California, as well as to see the beautiful uh, Capitol building and see how things really work there. Um, There's a lot of history there, and um, and also you can participate in uh, learning about advocacy, how you can make a difference in our state government, and um, in local and and federal government as well. Uh, there's also the uh, opportunity to actually get involved in protecting homeschool freedoms right there, as we have 
um, need for engagement with actual legislators and their staff. So um, I would encourage you to check out Capital Day. Uh, you can visit our website, fpmca.org, to learn more about Capital Day. And um, the uh, uh, so the Annex Project, uh, as I was mentioning, it's, it's under going a major overhaul they're tearing down the whole building and they're going to supposedly be rebuilding a new building um they're still in tearing down phase that's been going on for some time a uh, couple of years and it's expected that it will be a number of years before that's rebuilt completely currently there's a, a good portion of the capitol grounds around the capitol building that are um that are inaccessible because of the construction that's happening there. So, uh, but you still can go inside the Capitol building itself, the old beautiful building with the dome on top. That's still accessible, and you can you can go in there and you can um, do tours, and and um, it's 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 really really great. Um, okay, so moving on from from the annex project, uh, I mentioned that partly because of Capital Day and how it affects Capital Day, we. Typically, um, we'll do some things inside the Capitol building, um, and still, uh, that is a beautiful place to be, but we also do um, legislative office visits and some stuff in the swing space building, as well as um, do our main um, presentations and training in an off-site place, which uh, this year uh, will be the same uh, scenario as, as last year. So. Um, we're looking forward to that. It's coming up in January uh, 17th, 18th, 19th. Uh, 17th will be our training. The 18th will be our capital visit. And the um, 17th will be our training. 18th will be our capital visit. And the 19th will be our, our sort of our wrap up. Where do we go from here? Advocacy from home. How, what you can do from your local area to make a difference. And sort of a debrief of how, how your visits went uh, at the state capitol if you were involved in that part of it. So um, we will um, have a great uh, lineup of speakers. I'm really excited about who we've got coming already. And uh, so I'm looking forward to Capitol Day this year. It's really going to be great. Next, um, I want to talk about a couple of dates uh, that are coming up uh, right now. As you may know, the legislative uh, uh, the legislative process is on hold right now. The legislature is on recess until January. So right now they're taking a break and in January they'll be back on January 3rd, which means that before Capital Day they'll be have they'll have already been going for a couple of weeks. January 3rd. So what does that mean? What are they going to be doing on January 3rd? Well, January 3rd is when they they sort of they come back, they have their um their sort of uh back from recess uh meeting on the floor uh both of the assembly and the California State Senate. Uh, all legislators uh, should be in town for that. Uh, it'll be, you know, all 40 senators, all 80 assembly members will be back in town and uh, they will be introducing bills even perhaps likely on day one. Uh, so on January 3rd, we and in the days shortly following that, 3rd, 4th, 5th, we should expect to see probably somewhere between two to 500 bills introduced right, right from the get-go. Um, and some of those are probably going to be bills or versions of bills uh, that were that didn't make it through the process this year. Um, if you 
um, have followed this channel, uh, you know that this is the second half. We're going into the second half of a two-year session. California has a two-year legislative session, so right now we're smack dab in the middle of it. They're taking a break right now, right in the middle of the session, and the second half of the session will start up on January 3rd. So at that point in time, we'll start seeing new bills um, that we haven't seen before, but we'll also see bills coming back that didn't quite make it through in the first half of the session in 2023 um, and that they hope to get through with some tweaks uh, to, to, to make different people happy. If it ran into some, some bumps in the road, they can make those tweaks uh, over the break. Uh, that's commonly what happens. And then they'll reintroduce uh, those bills in January or February, somewhere in there. And they'll, those bills will start going to committee um, pretty quickly. So um, then uh, let's see, we've got, we've got bills that are going to be coming back uh, reintroduced. We've also got bills that um, didn't make it through the process, but they're still active. Bills that didn't make it through uh, to the governor's desk this year in 2023, but are still in a committee sitting and waiting and being classified as two-year bills. Um, one potential bill like that is the mandatory kindergarten bill. That bill is sort of waiting in a committee and it has potential to come back next year as a two-year bill. So um, there's a lot of bills that are in that category that are sort of waiting to be have the kinks perhaps worked out over the break if they if they need to be changed or if they were just on hold because they wanted to wait until the 2024, then they might just move forward as is in 2024. All right. So now I want to get into a little bit of a sort of philosophy on how we engage in legislation here in, in California. Uh, we are Family Protection Ministries. We protect the family and we protect the family's rights, the family's ability to function as a family the way that God designed it and the way that um, God designed parents to be uh, directing their families, to direct the upbringing of their children, things like that. Um, so that's why we are involved in protecting the right of parents to homeschool in California, to, to, to be able to provide uh, for their children's upbringing without government interference. So as we do that, we want to protect the right of Christians to, to, um, to, to raise their children uh, in a way that honors God. But the bigger picture is, from a legal perspective, we want to protect all education. We want to protect everybody's right to homeschool in California, and that's what we do. We protect the right of every parent in California to homeschool their child as they see fit, without government interference. So non-publicly funded education and a education that is not restricted by the government. Parents can do what they see is best for their children. And generally speaking, uh, courts have recognized and governments have recognized for many, many years that parents consider are considered to, to make decisions that are in the best interest of their own children. Parents do make good decisions and they're the best decisions for children. They're the closest ones to the children. They know the children best. They love the children the most and they care for the children better than anyone else can. So this is generally speaking. So we want to protect those parents' rights to provide for their children and to provide an education that they see fit for their children. So as we look at education and we look at the, the, the government system of education in California and across the nation, and then we look at, at the other 
types of education or private education, um, we look at another set of distinctions, and that is not just public versus private education, but also um, Christian versus non-Christian education. And there is a significant difference here. There's a difference of what is the purpose of education? You know, is the purpose of education to bring children face to face with facts and figures and, and the world around them? Or is the goal of education to bring children face to face with the God who made all these things? In addition to introducing them to the creation, a Christian's view of education is to bring them face to face with God and his, uh, his attributes and the creation that he has made. Now, the, the, the education that is um, focused on just creation and not the creator, that, that education um, is, is missing the most important aspect of what a Christian's education must contain, and that is God himself. And so when you look at that education that is abs leaves God absent, um, it's missing the most important element of education. So, um, so we want at Family Protection Ministries to be protecting the right of parents and the right in general for any institution, any private institution, to be able to teach education, to educate people, to, to provide instruction that is based on that foundation. And in fact, it kind of goes back again to the same principle of defending all types of education. We want to protect all education. And in order to do that, we must go back to what, what pillars do education stand on and what pillars does homeschooling stand on in terms of legal grounds. And that is parental rights. Uh, homeschooling stands on the, the pillars of, of parental rights and religious freedom. And the right of education, a lot of those principles that, edu that private education stands on are religious freedoms. A lot of our uh, Supreme Court cases that, that protect private education in our country and in our state are based on religious freedom principles. And so when we take a step back and we want to protect Christian education, we want to protect all education, we have to look at all these principles and we have to look at them all together at the same time. And so looking at uh, what we do at FPM, protecting all these things, the right of parents and institutions to be able to teach uh, God's design for the family, that's under significant threat here in California. As you've seen over the last couple of years, the concept of, of gender, of marriage, of family. Those things are under attack. The, the biblical uh, definition of these things, the, the way that God designed the family, is under attack. And so we have to be extremely vigilant to um, be aware of any legislation that goes against these principles, particularly when it comes to private education and when it comes to families and parents and what they're allowed to even speak to their own children. So these are things that, that we work on. We work on keeping an eye out for any legislation that would impact um, whether it's a Christian education, a private campus education, um, or even higher education institutions and their ability to teach biblical truth 
specifically when it comes to the family, to their students. First and foremost, we here at FPM focus on homeschooling. That's, that's uh, upbringing of children and in our own homes being able to teach them the ways of God. And as I said, that means we take a step back and we protect all of education. But first and foremost, um, we want to be protecting the right of parents to train, educate, and care for their children without government interference. And that's our focus. And we do this by um, detecting, analyzing, monitoring, and intervening in all legislation that would impact private homeschooling in the state of California. That's what we're about here at FPM. And uh, if you're interested in learning more about how we do that and what we do, um, I would encourage you to check out our advocacy series on YouTube um, or come to Capital Day because you will learn so much at Capital Day, both about what we do, how we do it, but how you can get involved. So finally, I want to mention some upcoming, uh, upcoming events that, uh, that we have uh, coming up in California, uh, specifically this fall. Um, obviously, I mentioned Capital Day already. That's coming up here in Sacramento in uh, January, and I would encourage you to apply for that on our website. It's an it's a application. Not anybody can come to that event. Um, it's a very limited seating event. We always fill up, so um, I would encourage you to apply first uh, as soon as you can. Um, that's on our website, fpmca.org, and click on Capital Day. Um, but we also have some other events coming up, and... Um, Specifically, the next uh, set of events coming up are a statewide uh, speaking tour. Uh, it will be myself, Andrew Poudois, a couple of other speakers are going to be doing what Chia calls a whistle-stop tour with Andrew Poudois. And uh, the, the purpose of this event is to uh, teach people about um, what, what, uh, what's going on in California and how they can get involved uh, with Chia, and also um, to um, really strengthen the homeschool community in the state of California. Uh, we need people to, to, to be engaged. And so I will be speaking on the importance of uh, homeschool advocacy, homeschool freedom. And uh, so we hope you'll join us. Um, there are, um, we're doing six events in five days. This is coming up in November. Uh, so in Temecula, uh, in November, for, uh, in November uh, Temecula will be there on the 14th. And then uh, we're heading up to Visalia, November 15th. San Jose, November 16th. Uh, Santa Rosa, November 17th. Redding, November 18th. And then we'll head back to Sacramento on November 18th as well. So we hope you can join us for one of those um, or more. Uh, you can find more out about that on our website at fpmca.org. And um, we'd love to, uh, to see you there. So hope you can, hope you can make it. And uh, until next time, God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.